Welcome to the second episode of the City Boy Show. I'm Javier. This is Danny. We got a full show for you today. We go over Nashville. We got to talk about um MLS 360, MLS Apple. It, it was a good product, I think, but there's still questions out there on things that can make it better. Um, and we have a very special guest for you. I'm uh, uh, there's uh, let me let him introduce himself because once you hear his voice, you will know. So listen to this audio. Se va a meter en diagonal. Tiene un filtro, un balón. Santi Rodríguez la deja atrás. Aquí está Maxi. Gol! 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 De Maxi Morales. Estamos a cero aquí en City Field. Roberto, what is going on? If you don't know, this is Roberto Abramowitz. He's the play-by-play Spanish radio announcer. How are you doing? Welcome. For, thank you for joining the show. Oh, it's my pleasure, Javier and Daniel. How are you guys doing? This is great. Thanks. Not, you had to pick something where I sort of lose my voice. Nice. <laughs> you had three goals in there. You were like, go, go. It was a good – if anybody didn't know, that was from Miami last year playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So it's the emotion of the moment, right? I mean, it, there's a difference when you're calling a goal that's like the fifth goal in a 5 nothing game versus, you know, the third goal that seals it for New York City and, you know, advances them into the next round of the playoffs. Yeah. There's a difference. Uh, no, it was it was great emotion. I, I think even Phil Neville said, like, he got – what was it? He, he had a smell in the air with that playoff game. It was very interesting. It was in the article in The Athletic um, last week, which wind up getting the, the guys from The Athletic like suspended from going to Miami practices, which is absurd. So uh, I have a major issue with that. But Phil Neville said basically that, you know, that there's very few atmospheres, you know, that had gotten them excited. But he said the New York City playoff atmosphere, you know, the atmosphere that they had at City Field, 20,000 people, and the place was jacked. And he really appreciated it. He said that he, he really took it in and he was taken aback by it. You know, the stadium wasn't full, but the atmosphere felt like, you know, made it feel like it was full. It really did. It was such a great, like, crowd that day. And then seeing that clip just made me sad. We don't have any of those players anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. We lost Max. So one might be coming back. One might be coming oh, back. So let's get straight into that. So clearly <laughs> Nashville, it seemed like we were missing a very key component to our team, which felt like a number 10. Are you hinting at a number 10? Uh, uh, no, uh, Santi Rodriguez, let's just say it. <laughs> <laughs> so... But let, let me take a little bit of issue. I don't know if that was the major problem. I think that the major problem was that New York City was more of a turnover machine than anything else. It was very surprising that some the reception of the ball was poor in many cases. Tyler Magno, I think, had a poor game that way. It seemed like every ball that was sent his way, or a lot of them, just bounced off his feet like if he was hitting a brick wall. And... <laughs> Sorry, that's not like him. It was very surprising to see. And that that held the team back because they needed possession of the ball. And the guys who are going to carry the ball and are going to pass it along and make sure that New York City had that possession really didn't step up as much as they, as they, as they thought. Or as the coach mentioned it afterwards, Nick Cushing mentioned it afterwards that uh, you know they, they were lacking the possession of the ball, which they really needed. So... It's only one game. I'm not too scared about it. And uh, as you said and as you hinted, you know, there, there are players that are coming in. Based on my sources, uh, one of the players is probably going to be Santi Rodriguez, who I know the team has already told me that they, they were negotiating, and that was last week. But uh, I heard further now that most likely he'll be coming in this week. I don't know if he'll be ready to be able to play against Chicago. I don't know what his visa situation is. So, uh, but if he does sign and it seems like it would be a, a long-term contract to come back, uh, to New York City now as a player of New York City, not a player on loan, which is what he was for two years here, then, uh, he'll step into that, uh, number 10 midfield role for New York City. Or as I was told, he'll give, uh, Matias Pellegrini a little competition. 
<laughs> I think my uh, one-year-old could have given Matias Pellegrini some competition. No, in that I don't game. see. Now I'll disagree with that. I, I'll I'll dis I'll disagree with that. I, I mean, maybe your maybe your one-year-old is really skilled. So maybe I should have put it that way. Uh, I don't think he had as bad a game as a lot of people seem to think that he had. Um, it's the first time that he's really played that position for New York City in a real game. He did it a little bit in uh, in preseason. Um, was it Maximo Carrizo, the 14-year-old, who's about to turn 15 if he did oh, it already? Yeah. Uh, he played a lot at the number 10. I mean, he started like so many of the games, and he's now with New York City FC too. So uh, he started a lot of the games at, at, at the 10. But uh, in this formation, they wanted Pellegrini in the middle. Pellegrini has been lobbying since last year that he prefers to play the middle, he prefers to play the right side. and uh, But there just wasn't an opportunity for him to do that. Now there is, and, uh, you know, he's stepping into the role and trying to get comfortable. But at the same time, look, he had like two or three decent shots. Sadly, they were all high, but they were good opportunities. And also, there's a lot of his passes that literally just bounced off people as as if they were brick walls. And that that's not all on him. I'm not saying that he was perfect or that he had a great game, but I, I'm not going to blame New York City's problems on his performance because it wasn't about him. It was about pretty much everybody in general, especially on, you know, midfield up. You know, I thought defense yeah. didn't play that poorly. I thought they were okay. Uh, I don't think there was much that, uh, you know, they got caught on a counterattack for the second goal as a pushing up. And then on, on the first goal, you know, the ball's bouncing around in, in, a, in a penalty box and uh, Zimmerman was wide open. So yeah. that happens. Or was it even really wide open? But the ball fell right at his feet and he was able to give it a one-time whack. Yeah, does does do you still think there's a question mark at the number nine position? Do you feel confident yes. that Talis Magno can be that number nine? Because it's it obviously seemed he felt more comfortable once they put him out of that nine row. Uh, he looked more comfortable with the ball. He had more space. We saw that we we felt like we had the Talis that we've seen all season long last year. So is Look, is this? He's not a number nine. Okay, he mm-hmm. can play. He can go and he can play and he can fit in on a you know on a let's see basis. Now that can they turn him into a number nine? He's twenty years old. Let's remember, Tati Castellanos, when he got here, wasn't a number nine either, right? He was playing right wing for the team. Sometimes he'd bounce over to the left, but he was a winger. And then as the needs of the team, you know, came into play, then they had to turn him into a number nine. And it wasn't easy at first, but once he got the hang of it, and then with his work rate, which is just outstanding, and then uh, he, he turned it into... You know, a million dollar contract, if not more. So, uh, there, you know, can you strike, you know, can lightning strike twice? You know, first with, uh, with, first with Tati and now maybe with Talis. You know, you gotta give him, you gotta give him time. It wasn't a good game for him. That doesn't mean he's a bad player. It just wasn't a good game. And, you know, these things happen. It's just the first game after preseason. So, you know, let him grow into the role if that's what he's going to have to do until they bring in a number nine. But what we don't know, is it is it a number nine who's ready to be a starter who they're looking to bring in, or is it somebody who could play you know and replace Magno you know when when Magno plays sixty sixty five minutes or they want to take him out or they want to shift him to a to a different role so is it a backup or is it a starter who they're going to try to bring in at that point I don't know I know that that of the five or six players that are going to get here or that they're looking to bring here before the window closes on April 24th, on number nine is one of the positions that they're absolutely looking to fill. And Roberto, just between us two, yourself and the three yes. people who watch this show, <laughs> who's that striker? Do you know? Any I names? have absolutely no idea. I don't know any <laughs> names. I honestly don't. The only name I know is, and it wasn't fully confirmed, but, you know, once you start putting the puzzle together, you get the idea that Santi Rodriguez returns this week, most that's, likely. I mean, that's that, great that's, news. that's huge, and that's, that's huge, huge news. news. Yeah, breaking news because <laughs> we we definitely missed them. Um, so, uh, where, where were we going with that? Well, I think I think we touched on one of the. Oh, but one thing. What about Barasa? Oh yeah, he do you really do you think well. he's fully that is is he a lock now for the rest of the season? I know it was one game, and I know it's an overreaction, but. He seemed really comfortable out there. He seemed like he fit right into the system. Uh, I mean, I like Luis. I, I thought that, you know, 
he's played well, given opportunities. He's made mistakes, but you know, anybody his age and, you know, with a lack of, you know, full-time games at, uh, you know, with a starting team will, you know, you're going to make mistakes here and there, but I think he's really, really solid. I thought that he had a really good game. I don't think there's anything he could have done to stop the first goal. He actually got his hands on it, but I mean, from that distance at that velocity that the ball was struck, it's very, very hard to do anything. I mean, he did get his hands on it, which is great. But, uh, you know, the ball sadly, you know, went over the line for New York City. Um, as far as I understand it, Matt Fries is here to compete with Luis Barraza for the number one goalie position. Now, Luis played throughout all the entire preseason because Matt Fries got here late. So he's getting the first crack at it. Now it's up to him to make sure that he doesn't give Matt Fries many opportunities to come in. So uh, if he continues to play the way he played against Nashville, I mean, the, he made some really brilliant saves, especially yep. early in the game. That, that save that he came out and he made with his left foot, um, who was it, on Papa Pico, I think it was, yep. um, that, that was fantastic. So that set the tone. And uh, he put himself in a really good position. So uh, for now, it's his job to lose. That doesn't mean that, uh, that Matt Fries isn't going to get an opportunity unless they decide that. Luis is doing really, really well. He turns into the full-time number one, and then that means that Matt Fries will be the sub, and then he'll play U.S. Open Cup, maybe play uh, League's Cup, and, you know, whatever else is uh, whatever else is out there. Yeah, uh, that's another question, I guess. With so many games that are going to be played this year, do you think NYCFC has enough depth on the roster? Not to... as it stands right No, not as it stands today, no. Gotcha. And that's why they're bringing in another five players, five six players. Yeah, I don't don't get my hopes up at all that though. <laughs> five to six. Um, let's talk about MLS. And this is, by the way, I I, I need to say this. Okay, the, the, this shouldn't be a surprise to everybody. Yeah, I we, mean, you have, done to this look year at, you year. have to look at the numbers. You got to look at who left. The team isn't going to be left hanging. I mean, to me, it was a no brainer that they were going to bring in more players. They, that they weren't. This wasn't a full team. And, you know, sometimes it takes a long time to bring some of these guys in. Let's remember when Dome was here, the team didn't have a number nine and they didn't get ever, what was it, week six yeah, or something like that that ever came in. So, you know, sometimes these things take time. There are some teams that are able to get players early. New York City seems to wait for them for, for whatever reason. But uh, I think the team is going to be absolutely fine. And for everybody who picked them not to make the playoffs, Shame on you. I completely you're not agree wa- that. You're not watching the team. You're exactly. really not paying attention. They do this every single year. They always sign late, like Roberto said. And, yeah, I saw people jumping off the bandwagon yesterday on Twitter, and I said, this is oh way too God. early, guys. <laughs> this is so quick. I know. <laughs> over <laughs> game, people. What are you doing? <laughs> over and also, game. And it was against the MVP of the league last year and Zimmerman. It's not exactly no, like it was, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying the MVP and Zimmerman. Like, oh, it's not yeah, a team that has no, yeah. no talent. Well, Honey only played tw- 15 minutes, but. He made a I mean, those, in those 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was exposed exactly. in those 15 minutes. What was your thoughts on um, MLS on Apple TV? I personally, I think I told my brother this. I, I loved it. The quality was so good. It just, it felt like our league just stepped up. Um, but I want to hear your thoughts. So the, the first thing that you see, right, and when you put this on and, and you're looking at it and you're looking at live games, the first thing that pops out of you is the absolute high quality of yep. the, the broadcast signal. I mean, Graphics. it's just gorgeous, right? It's just absolutely gorgeous. 1080p, lighting in the stadiums is really good. You can tell that there are more cameras than they were on your average production for MLS games, you know, that was being handled by local TV. You could see there there was a, there's a quality of it. Now, as far as the graphics are concerned, I think that they're pretty light on them, and they're very, very basic. Um, I mean, that could be fine. I'm not, you know, doesn't bother me one way or the other. It'd be nice, like in the in the score bug, to have the logos of the team. Right now, they haven't put them in yet. Hopefully, they will. So, you know, th- those are minor little things. They have the lineups on, so that's good. You know, they present the lineups. Now, the thing that does bother me is, um, wait, before I get to the things that bother me, the other <laughs> thing that's excellent, the other thing that's excellent is the the sound quality. You can tell that they've invested in good microphones, putting them all over the field and pointing them at the right areas of the stands. And it just makes everything sound so full, so rich. 
it's like a big, big yep. event. Every I game. I couldn't agree with you more on that. The, the, like air, really the sound quality event. was so good. And uh, not to play any blame game, but Yes Network, I think, struggled with that. Sometimes it was hard to get the audio correct, and I felt like the commentating and the audio for the the play, the actual gameplay didn't sound great. Well, I, I didn't get to watch many games on Yes because I'm <laughs> on the road actually broadcasting the games. So it's I never – nothing like that stood out to me. I mean, I listen to broadcasting. When I watch a game, I don't watch it like an average fan because being in the business, I'm already analyzing everything. I'm analyzing the announcers, you know, just what they're saying, how they're saying, how they're getting excited and all that, which is fun. And then uh, I'm I'm analyzing things like the level of the crowd noise, okay? Mm -hmm. And now too many broadcasters – really put it down and it sounds like especially when the when games are being broadcast from studio okay you could really hear how muted the crowd is and it drives me absolutely up a wall so like when i'm doing my radio broadcast if i know that on a scale of one to ten the crowd really sounds good at four i'll pop it to five okay because i want it i want to fight the crowd because that will make the game sound more exciting than it might be even if it's a dog of a game. So, mm-hmm. you know, having the crowd there loud, it makes you feel like you're there. And uh, I think Apple and MLS have absolutely nailed it, not only in English, but they nailed that in Spanish as well. So yeah. that was the uh, – I-, I love those two things, the quality of the video, quality of the audio. They're both excellent. And I guess that if that's – you know, that's the most important thing that you're looking for, Right, if you're an MLS fan, yeah, you, <laughs> you know you, that's you, what you're paying your seventy-nine to ninety-nine dollars for. You you made a great point though there when you mentioned the Spanish broadcast as well. It seems like, and you've been pretty vocal about this, that there isn't enough Spanish content on the on Apple TV. What are some things that you would like to see that that I think will help and grow the Spanish community getting more involved in MLS? Exactly, and that's the point. That is exactly the point that you want to get the Hispanic community a lot more involved in MLS because 90-whatever percent of the Hispanic community in this country, right, are soccer fans, all right, or come from countries where soccer is a dominant sport. And yet it doesn't seem that the marketing is is strong enough to try to get these guys, you know, to try to get these guys and girls, right, who are fans of Liga MX or Argentina or Spain, and we know that they're – you know, fans of the top three or four leagues in the world. And, you know, they're all in Europe, England, Italy, Germany, Spain. Uh, what am I missing? France, <clears throat> you know, the Dutch league, whatever it is, right? Uh, Portugal, you know, they're, they're, they have teams that are, that are there that they're fans of. Look, I'm a fan of Spurs. So, uh, that, uh, already makes me a masochist, mind you. <laughs> but I mean, I also follow Borussia Dortmund in, in Germany. I really don't follow anybody in Italy, to be honest. Uh, in Spain, I follow Barcelona, although I'm really pissed at them for the <laughs> reasons, you know, for the way that they handled their team. I'm yeah. partial to Girona because Tati's there and Alex is there. So, uh, and, uh, Herrera is there. So you got three ex, three ex New York City players that are over there. So I'm partial to them and I always check on their scores and see how they're doing. Right. We all follow teams in different areas. In Mexico, I follow Necaxa which is, again, really masochistic, I I will tell you that. So they can follow teams there and also follow teams here and follow the local, but but the teams have to really go out and work for this. It's not a matter of, hey, you're a soccer fan, we have a soccer team, you know, come get us, you know, doors open, you know, pay your money and come in. Meanwhile, they're marketing like crazy to get millennials involved, to get the soccer moms involved, you know, to get a whole bunch of people who normally speak English, right, or English is their first language, to be involved. They're not doing as much to do that in Spanish, and I have an issue with it. And uh, you can tell by marketing. You can tell by Twitter. Look at all the teams that have Twitter, and then go and look at their Spanish, see if they have a Spanish Twitter handle as well. And then go and look to see how many times they tweet in English, how many times they tweet in Spanish. What's the quality of what they're sharing in English versus Mm -hmm. what's the quality of what they're sharing in Spanish, right? So these are major issues, okay? These are major issues. And sadly, while I thought that with this, you know, that with the MLS season pass, 
that they were going to make sure that it was about as 50-50 as possible. So on the main things, which is the broadcast of the games, it's it's virtually equal. Two announcers at the stadium, in a booth, calling the game live from wherever the game is being played. That's great. Same thing in English, same thing in Spanish. Yet. Then, but the English guys then go and do a post-game hit, a stand-up hit, Spanish doesn't. They have a wraparound show, right, that they do in English and they do in Spanish. That's fine. But then there's a 360 show that's in English that's not in Spanish. Then you go deeper. You go deep into the teams themselves. And what are they doing? And it was, I guess, Thursday before, you know, the last Thursday, I started going into different teams and seeing what they had. I mm-hmm. couldn't find anything in Spanish. Then I was told that both LA teams did have some stuff in Spanish. So fine. But otherwise, I didn't find a thing in Spanish. And that was very troubling. The one other thing that was troubling was graphics because they only had English graphics for both English and Spanish. Although based on the article in the athletic, it seemed like there were Spanish graphics for some of the late games, but Mm -hmm. I, I didn't see it. If it's there, great. If it's not, then, well, that's pretty bad. But they didn't have them for all the games. And to me, again, that's a major issue. You've got to be able to treat them both identical. They're paying the exact same amount of money. And this is a comparison that I made earlier today. If you go in and you go into a restaurant and you ask for a steak dinner, okay, and they say we are advertising a $99 steak dinner, right? Now, you get in and you get an English menu. And the steak dinner includes a salad, a shrimp cocktail, steak and potatoes, a glass of wine, dessert, and coffee. All right? Great deal. Now, on the Spanish menu, you come in, and it has a steak, potatoes, and that's it. For the same amount of money. The same steak, same potato, but that's it for the same amount of money. And that's basically what I feel the Hispanic consumer is getting with MLS season pass right now. And I don't think that that's fair. And I think that that MLS has to make a greater effort to make sure that it's a lot more balanced, that people get in, in people who want to enjoy this in Spanish have the same amount of enjoyment than people who, who are doing this in English. So here's another thing that they've got on the English broadcast. You get not only the MLS announcers for Apple TV, but you also have the choice of listening to the local radio broadcast that's that's in sync with the broadcast. Yep. Okay? And I think that that's great. In Spanish, you don't get that option. So Glenn Crooks, for instance, when New York City plays into Miami uh, in, in a couple of weeks, Glenn Crooks and Maddie Lawrence, you'll be able to hear their call if you want to listen to that instead of whoever's going to be announcing it for MLS season pass. On MLS season pass, you'll be able to get that. But my call with Ariel isn't going to be on, and I think that's horrible. which, which makes really no sense. Think that's it, horrible, and not for me, okay, not not for me, but for people who want to listen to it. Why should English speakers get a lot more than Spanish speakers? And this is an issue. Yeah, that that literally makes no sense, especially because you guys are probably using the same software, so it's not an issue of like accessibility, right? Exactly. Just, There's no difference. We it, we literally use not only the same software, it's the exact same mixer. I bought it first and Glenn had to buy it and, and catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, have, you, have you asked Apple about that on why they didn't add Spanish commentary? No, I have not. I have not asked Apple directly about that. No, I'm, I'm hoping not, this uh, is just an oversight, hey, but I mean, you've proven time and time again with already all the content that's out there that it seems like this is not an oversight. They're just forgetting the Spanish community right now, which is not not right. It's for whatever re- for whatever reason it is, and I don't know what the reasons are. Okay, uh, I don't think that it's an oversight. It's not like oh, we forgot to do this in Spanish. Yeah. Somebody made a decision along the line that we're going to do this in English, but we're not going to do this in Spanish. Somebody made a decision, and uh, I'm not happy with it. I don't think that it's right, and I've been making my point on that, you know, on social media, and uh, here's hoping that uh, people who can make decisions are listening and they decide to make the necessary corrections. And I feel that Hispanic fans hopefully will speak up and talk about this injustice because they're spending money, right, to to buy this. So I I hope that they, you know, make some noise about it as well. 
Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, I think if you get more fans involved and fans, we, uh, you, like you said, 90% of probably the fan base is Hispanic. Half of our chants at NYCFC are Hispanic chants. Um, so it, it's just clear and obvious that you should have a Spanish broadcast accessible. You should have more Spanish content. There's yes. no reason for you not to have it. It would only benefit you. Also, I exactly. The, the, and the point, the point of this is, is it just like to criticize for the sake of criticizing? The point is, is that you have a community, okay, in this country that over indexes as far as soccer fandom is concerned. It over indexes and they're just not doing a good enough job, you know, going and trying to get that fan base because it's more of a personal get than a general get. Okay, and what I mean by that is that it isn't just oh well the bro- the games aren't broadcast on Univision, so maybe you know through that you should follow. Now it's not on Univision anymore. Uh, that you're reaching it. So the only Spanish broadcaster now left is Fox Deportes. It's no longer ESPN Deportes, no longer Univision. But I was happy to see that Univision is covering it on the news and things like that, which is great. But the, the approach has to be a lot more personal. It has to be more on the ground, going and visiting, you know, schools, going and visiting leagues, being more involved in the community. It's more that sort of thing that teams have to do. I mean, things like teams like FD, FC Dallas, for instance, don't even have Spanish social media. I mean, that's insanity to me. That it's insanity to me. And, uh, you know, I know that they're doing better with season, you know, with season tickets and, and ticket sales and all that. So good for them. But they, I still think that they could do a hell of a lot better in a city that has a very high percentage of Hispanic fans who love soccer. Completely agree. We yeah. got to figure out how to get that Spanish commentary. I would be so cool to watch those games on Apple TV while being able to hear it. On yeah, and 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 you can obviously do the DVR option, but it's just yeah. not convenient, and it makes it very difficult. Uh, so I I understand. I mean, it's great that you can still have an option, but it's just I know the average fan won't go out of their way to DVR and then actually play the audio, which sucks because they probably do want to hear it in Spanish. Also, I thought my understanding right. was that MLS was trying to expand to have more La Liga games. And how are you going to do that without a very substantial, yeah. you know, Spanish part of, of MLS? So, like, Because what you want to do, right, when you're bringing Liga MX teams in, right, now some fans are going to travel from Mexico or travel from different cities to come, you know, to watch a game. So when New York City played Atlas for Campeones Cup last year, I went out. And uh, I went out of the stadium and I started to talk to a lot of fans and people were coming from Virginia. People literally drove up from Virginia for the game and then we're going to drive back at that, you know, later that night. That That's the level of fandom that some of these teams have. People were flying in from St. Louis. There were fans that were coming in from different areas. There were local fans that were Atlas fans. And, they, you know, they, they found a way to come in. Now, what you're trying to do with a lot of the fans that are local is hopefully, you know, fine, root for Atlas today, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, during the rest of the year, come and enjoy New York City and come and, you know, be a New York City fan. I became friendly with the president of the club of Tigres here in New York City. So it was a matter of that once, you know, New York City played Tigres, right, in, uh, in Champions League and all that, now it's a matter of getting those guys to come to New York City games, and we've talked about that a lot, and then a lot of them, have started to come to New York City games. And that's the type of thing that you need to do, is really go out and show people that you really want them there, that they're, that, that they are wanted, right? And that they, they're appreciated. And then they're going to start showing out. And once they have that loyalty, right? And loyalty is a two-way street, you know, they're going to come back and they're going to stay and they're going to be passionate fans as, uh, you know, as, as any fan that there is. If you show them Loyalty, they'll show loyalty back. If they if they feel wanted, they're gonna they're gonna be there, and that's what the team has to do. New York City has to do that, and pretty much every team in this league has to do something similar. Some have done it, some haven't, and uh, but you know it's got to be better. Completely agree. Um, let's, Sound, it sounds like we need to uh, do our show in Spanish too. Let's make that happen. <laughs> we got to have a Spanish version of this show. We're gonna have to dub it. Though. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear our Spanish, Roberto. You're gonna be embarrassed. <laughs> Um, so predictions for NYCFC. What do you, what do you think? Uh, well, how far can this team go? Again, it's, you know, right now it's hard because the team isn't complete. And I, I don't think it's fair, you know, to, to try to make a prediction at this point only because yeah. 
you know, five players is a big deal. And it depends what five players come in. So um, I think that this is a team that definitely makes the playoffs. I'd be probably surprised if they're not top four. I think Ooh, they're the top four in the yeah. East. Bo- I like. I think it. it's top four in the East. And, you know, if you're in the tournament, you're in the tournament. And anything can happen there. New York City's shown it can win on the road. They did it last year in Montreal. Two years ago, they did it in New England. Did it in Philly. Did it in Portland. Never know what can happen. <laughs> I agree. Never know. Playoffs. Seriously. But I, I think this is a team that if I'm anybody else in the league, I'm not really looking forward to playing New York City FC. It's not like you're writing this up on the calendar and you go, wow, they lost Sean Johnson. They lost Alex Cowens. They lost Santi. They lost Maxi. They lost Eber. Uh, you know, whoever else you, 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 you think is key to the team, right? Obviously, Acevedo was very key. Okay. You lost all those guys. Nah, they're toast. Mm-mm. Yeah. There was point. enough depth and really good players. And I think that the players that are very young, although they didn't show it against Nashville, they're going to step up this year. And I think they're going to step up in a big way. And I'm talking about the Tadis Magnos. I'm talking about the Gabi Pereiras, Tiago Andrades of this team, they're going to step up. They're really going to step up. Pellegrini's going to step up, and then we'll see who else they bring in. So um, I'm confident that they'll get their act together. It's a 34-game season. Nine teams qualify for the playoffs. I think New York City's going to be there, and they're going to be fine. I got one so last patience, thing I know. Patience, people. Patience. <laughs> it's hard. We want, we're want. we so used to winning. That's the problem. <laughs> We've been spoiled the past couple of years. What was your last question? Uh, so I got burned on social media last week, Roberto, because I talked Uh-oh. about... Uh, was it me? No, 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 no. Because of relegation. We were talking about, you know, people don't oh, love the MLS God. playoff system. And, you know, keep, people say in the U.S. we need relegation. We need to uh, oh, get yeah. rid of the playoffs. I want to get your thoughts on how you feel about that. We don't need to do any of that. Seriously. I mean, if, if this league had been built based on that concept, then fine. But it wasn't built on that concept. And l- let's not forget that in, what was it, year 2000, this league almost folded and went under. So uh, when the Miami Fusion and Tampa Bay Mutiny, you know, they, they left the league. Uh, they were about to close the door. And then, you know, Philip Anschutz stood, you know, stood up and said, I'll take care of two or three teams. And, uh, the same thing with Robert Kraft, the Hunt family. I mean, they kept this league alive when the league was discussing already on closing down and folding tent. All right. So it's a different sort of league, the way it was built. A lot of people are putting in a lot of money, right? To be able to buy franchises. What are they up to now? $350 million to buy a franchise. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. And they're not going to go down to play USL teams. Okay. While the, uh, Indy 11, okay. That might have been created on five million bucks. All right. Is going to go up and, uh, and, you know, and become a, you know, an MLS team because they, they won USL. It's just, it's just not happening. It's not going to happen. And for people who say, well, it's not real and there's playoffs, you know, there's playoffs in a lot of places. This isn't the only place that there's playoffs in Mexico. There's always been playoffs. They have things like that in other countries as well. So it's not the only place. And as far as relegation is concerned, that that gives you some extra incentive. I don't really buy it. You know, the NFL has done pretty damn well without relegation. (laughs) <laughs> the NBA has done really damn well without relegation. The NHL has done really well, you know, without relegation. It's fine. It's fine. If they don't want to follow the league because it doesn't have pro-rel and they're not saying everything in Brit speak, don't follow the league. <laughs> don't you, you, follow just, the league. you just made Danny's night. Because on I Instagram. say zero, fine. Please, <laughs> we, I don't want you. This clip is going up right after this. <laughs> this is the first thing we're going to post about you, Roberto. All right. Great. Well, I, I've already made a lot of enemies. <laughs> I hate the Brits speaking in American soccer. You know, you can, if you're British, okay, you're a British announcer, and you come here and you want to say nil and you want to say pitch and you want to say boot and you go to the loo and you, you know, you take your <laughs> lift to your flat and uh, that, that's fine. That's the way you should speak. You're British. But, you know, it's not soccer terminology. You know, so when yeah. I listen to Sports Center, and every so often they'll run, you know, some sort of highlight and they say nil, you know, 
my acid reflux starts turning <laughs> up a little bit. Um, I All mean, right. that's just me. I, I'm old. I'm old style. When the NASL was around, no, nobody ever said that. Nobody ever said nil and pitch and all that. You just never heard it. It was always a field. It was always cleats. It was a uniform. It wasn't a kit. You know, it was a whatever. All these things. They never existed. All right, Roberto. We have – thank you for being on the show. We have a little a little game for you and for our fans. So, <laughs> so we know you're the play-by-play. We all know this already. Now, we wanted you to do a little play-by-play of some uh, some action going on. It's just common things that we see in everyday world. So this is a video clip for the audio folks of uh, some people just cooking, and I'm going to let um, – Roberto, take over right now. All right, give me one sec. I'm adding it. Okay, okay. So this this is our clip. Wait, do you see Aquí it? Estamos con... Ready, here we go. All right. Aquí estamos con una familia de cuatro preparando el desayuno. Dos adultos, dos niños, todo el mundo feliz porque están preparando. A ver, aquí en el desayuno tenemos un problema con la cinta. A ver si ya arranca está dando vueltas. Pero aquí ya estamos bien. Y la suelta, oh, hot cakes, muy lindo, perfecto, el, para darle la vuelta al hot cake, no había ningún problema para, para hacerlo usando muy bien el sartén, obviamente un profesional aquí en la cocina, pero una cosa que tenemos muy muy claro no. es que un hot cake a la vez en ese sartén no va a poder alimentar a los cuatro a la vez. <laughs> this was, that was great. That was great. All right, we got oh, yeah. we got one more clip for you. One more clip for you. Okay. I, okay. I, need, I need Roberto to commentate my life. It'll be so much more fun. Aquí viene el disparo. Está preparado el can. Pone bien las patas. Ahora empieza a elevar. Miren la mirada. Fíjense la mirada totalmente sobre la pelota. Perfecta la recepción. Perfecta. Y vean la sonrisa. Eso está perfecto. El can triunfa. <laughs> that was great. Oh, that Thank was you, Roberto. That was, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Little applause for you. I love that. I love that. Well, well, we'll, well be, thank we'll you for the joining the show, Roberto. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate you a lot. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on. All right. It's been absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much, Javier and Daniel. And uh, we'll see you at uh, Yankee Stadium March 4th, is it? Yeah, March 4th. March 4th. And, uh, March 4th. I, you, I know people already know, but if you want to say how to get your content, your Twitter handles, all that. All right. Well, let's do that because... Hey, you know, I, I may add somebody. So uh, <laughs> on Twitter, you can follow me at, at uh, Rob Abramowitz. On Facebook, my page is Roberto Abramowitz Oficial with one F because it's in Spanish. And on Instagram, it's Roberto Abramowitz. I should probably make them all the same, but at this point, that's what they are. <laughs> um, so hopefully you follow. I do things in English and Spanish. And then you can listen to our broadcast. Very simple. Just download the New York City FC app. And then day of the game, about an hour before the broadcast, uh, you'll see a link that will take you straight to the Spanish broadcast or the English broadcast. But you want to do the Spanish one because that's exciting. <laughs> Glenn's going to kill me. Uh, what else? If not, you can download TuneIn. It's on TuneIn. You can get it there. Or if not, nycfc.com slash radio. You're there. So uh, I do the play-by-play. Ariel Judas does color. And... Uh, we, we have a lot, we have a great time doing these games and it's really almost like a national broadcast because that's my pedigree. I, you know, worked with ESPN for 25 years, NFL Network, CBS, a whole bunch of other places. So it's always been like very doing national broadcasts. So we look at things from the point of view of New York City, which makes it more of a home broadcast, obviously. Uh, get more excited for New York City stuff than we do for whoever they're playing. But, uh, you know, we don't slit our wrists on the air if, you know, Nashville scores a goal. So, you know, <laughs> so it's a little bit more balanced that way. But, you know, we try to make it as good as possible. It's very simple. It's just us. It's the crowd. It's the excitement of the moment. And uh, that's what we do. Doing this for now eighth season since day one awesome. for New York City FC. That's Eight awesome. amazing seasons. <laughs> and uh, also the best commentary, definitely, for NYCFC. We'll, we'll, we'll keep following you. Thank Sorry, you again. Glenn. Thank you again, Roberto. Have a good night. <laughs> All right. Have a All good right. Night, Thank Roberto. you so much. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, Roberto, for coming on the show. That, that was that was awesome, bro. Yeah, that was good. I like that. We 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 actually got a star on the show. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you got a star on your chest. We never even Whoa. talked about your jersey, bro. We don't have time, look man. Look at him. I thought you were going to look like McLuffin. <laughs> you know what? I think I look better when I'm not on camera. Here, I look a little bit like a cornball. But when I first put it on, I was feeling myself. I only got two jerseys. I really got to up my game. <laughs> but uh, let's get into this Chicago Fire game. Yeah, I feel like we already touched on uh, the yeah, game Yeah, did he did anything we would have said about Nashville better okay. than us. So. Way better than us. <laughs> Um, so we got the game against Chicago Fire. They haven't, they didn't start the first week. They didn't play the first week. I know. I went to go Google what they <laughs> won or lost. <laughs> it's like they didn't start. Yeah, that yet. is like the, well, it's because it's an uneven amount of teams. There's 15 on the East, 14 on the West. So they had nobody to play. <laughs> what happened like. in there? Yeah. There should be like a, they play like a peewee soccer team <laughs> just for fun. Like Chicago Fire is like, yeah, a whole Apple TV, like great broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, or people want relegation so badly. Make them play a USL team, and then if they don't win that first game, we play the, the USL team. <laughs> the Pee-wee team joins the MLS. <laughs> okay, back to the point. What's going on with the Chicago Fire team that I know nothing about? Right. Well, because they didn't, they didn't um, play this week. They had time to sign somebody. <laughs> So they signed Key Kamara or K Kamara is that how you say his name? Yeah, but you know he played for Montreal last year. Oh, he was their number one scorer, no? Or, or he was up there? Yeah, he yeah. scored a lot, right? But he's old, man. He's thirty-eight years old. Age doesn't mean a age is just a number, buddy. <laughs> Remember Maxi Morales? He was getting up there, and he was still good. I mean, I was there when uh when when they played against NYCFC played against Montreal last year, and when yeah. he was out there, he did look deli. I think he's probably lost a step, yeah. but maybe he comes back to Chicago Fire and he comes inspired and ready to show that 38 is just a number. So, <laughs> so you never know. Um, they also got the midfielder, um, Shakiri. Shakiri's a beast. As we know here, uh, last year he led the team with seven goals and six assists and only 29 appearances. So like he didn't play the whole year because he was injured. Uh, but they still, but when he was out there, he was productive. So Shakira. 29 seems like a lot. Isn't there 32 games in the season? I think there's just, no, nah, there's 18, 36. Oh, I, I think it's 36 games. Oh. Plus, also, that's, that's, that's just MLS. Yeah. What about whatever else they played in that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Open cup. Gotcha. And they also lost 19 year old Jahan. I think Doran, um, do got signed by Aston Villain. So he was he was actually their top scorer last year. So I said this oh, guy okay. did well, but he did well. Uh left wing and he got a record contract for 18 million transfer fee. Wow. So he's like he got no, more than Tati. We haven't got nothing for Tati. Oh, yet, no, he's on loan, but <laughs> but yeah, he had a team high eight goals last season. Um and he's he's, he's playing for Columbia's national team. I think. Hey, I like um it. so dude, so they lost him. So <laughs> I don't, and they didn't do so well last year. Uh, with him, uh, on the team. So, is, is Keith Kamara gonna be able to step up and do what he lost at 38 years old? Is Shakiri gonna stay healthy? Hopefully not for this game. <laughs> and so, uh, that's, that's our, that's their situation. That's what we know about the Chicago Fire from our sources of Google <laughs> and, uh, the games we've seen. Um, what's, what's our situation though? Our situation is we don't have a striker. <laughs> Uh, we have Pellegrini, and I don't know Beto likes Roberto Pellegrini. defended Pellegrini. He but said it's early. It's what, what's the date? Today is Monday. <laughs> um, we could get Santi by next Sunday. Oh, so I mean, that was kind of breaking news right there. Santi might be coming back. Well, he is coming back this week, according to Roberto. A strong possibility. We don't know if he's playing Saturday, but he'll be back. So I think we're getting an, an announcement soon. Oh, I hope so. But also, I mean, why wouldn't he play? He's been on this team before. He's played with these players before. Yeah. He fits like a glove. I think he comes in and he'll play better than... And I have to disagree with Roberto there. I mean, he knows a lot more than I do. But I thought Pellegrini played really poorly that game. I do think that every time uh, Tal has got the ball, he um, lost it. But he was being double-teamed every time he touched the ball. Yeah, and he yeah. wasn't double-teamed until... They put him on the wing. Yeah, it seemed like Nashville had an emphasis on the midfield. Like right when, right when anybody got the ball at the midfield, it went. It was uh, they were pressed right yeah. away. So and it caused turnovers. And I think that was what uh, Roberto said. Turnovers were a problem. Yeah, agreed. So, um, do you like Tiago as our striker still? <laughs> I liked him as a striker in that second half, and I think for two reasons. One because. It, 
free Talos Magno up on the wing. Yeah. And because he's just got a ridiculous pace that no one else has on the team. And you saw that opportunity where they had a through pass to him and he was right there at the goal. No one was near him. But the problem is, yeah, like his last finishing touch, I always feel like are just not there. He also seems to like lose control of the ball a lot. Like he just doesn't have the dribble. Yeah, when, no, but that last one that he actually had an opportunity, he gets past the defender. It's just him one-on-one against the goalie. I just kept thinking about Dati. Dati would have back healed it, <laughs> made it look super fancy and it would have been a goal. I was just like, oh, this is a Dati moment right now that we should have. But yeah. Hebed would have made that too, but he wouldn't have been able to get to that ball because it was too slow. <laughs> Hebed scored. He did score. I know. Everybody, I think everybody in the NYCFC community was sad. They were like, we miss you, Hebed. <laughs> it's just, he was just such a good guy. And he clearly can try, he can clearly play the number nine is what we're missing. So that's an issue. But, but you know who got scored on? Sean John. Sean John three times, homie. I don't know. I was slickly smiling like, yes. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was thinking. Barasa would have blocked those shots. <laughs> Damn, that's messed up, bro. Too soon, man. <laughs> All right, so what do you think of the starting 11 for this uh, this game's going to be? Um, well, according to Roberto, Santi's coming back. And, Santi will be, uh, out so there. He will be in there. Um, and also, I heard that Alfredo Morales would have started. But he had a like minor injury before the game, which is why yeah, I heard started. I heard it was something that was like lingering from last year, and then it got reaggravated. I guess sometime this year, and that's why he didn't start. So hopefully that's just temporary, uh, because I think Morales is able to distribute the ball a little better than Hack, and I think we we really had an issue distributing, especially if we're not going to have Santi back by Sunday. I think having Morales out there would be helpful. Yeah. So I think. If Morales is healthy, uh, lineup's gonna be Barasa. Maybe O'Toole over Kufre because, uh, first of all, O'Toole only played a little bit of time, but I thought he looked good. And Kufre, you know, I heard he got the, the, um, start because he played so well right beforehand, uh, even though he just got on the team. But, um, yeah, but, you know, let's say Kufre. I mean, yeah, Cushing actually made a statement. He's like, he, he just stepped off the plane like four days ago or five days ago. Um, and he's like, for what, what, what his performance was, he thought he played well. But I agree. Once O'Toole actually came into the game, it kind of felt like he brought a spark, something we were missing. So I wouldn't mind seeing O'Toole out there. Maybe a sub early if they're going to start Kufre, but yeah, that's just my thoughts. We shall see. All right. So we're going to go Barasa, Kufre, Martins. Cheneau. Martins. Mar- Martins. Right, that <laughs> Spanish accent. Uh, Gray, Kean Parks, Alfredo Morales, Chiago, Pellegrini, Sally, Pereira, and Talis Magno. And I'm hoping they kind of give up on Magno on the nine. I know Roberto's like, ah, he'll grow into it, but I don't think he has the work rate that Tati had. And so I hope they kind of put uh, Talis Magno back on the wing and put Tiago. Until they sign a striker. Do you think Pereira could play the nine? He's so good on the right wing, though, man. He was, I mean, he wasn't that great. Uh, well, that's because he had Pellegrini passing to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's not be rude, okay? No, no, no I agree. I've been, it was his first game. I it was it. his first game. But he was a DP at one time. And I know that's not his, his position. I know he hasn't had a lot of playing time, but we're gonna see him in a couple of days. So I do like you, Paul Gurney. But <laughs> and I also love. I also like expect that. I guess. I guess because it was a DP signing. My whole thing was like, everyone's low key doubting this guy, and he's gonna be a beast. I think that's what a lot of people there. were rooting for. And it, there's still time. There's Let's still say, time. There's still time. There's still time. But that wasn't a great way to start the situation. <laughs> You gotta update that, bro. Oh, this is Betty with Buzz. But we're betting with bros. And, uh, the betting odds for this game are plus 155 for NYCFC, plus 230 for a tie, plus 145 for fire to win, and negative 120 for two and a half. We gotta put up the graphic because we didn't, but we'll do it next time. But my first bet last week, I was taking the bet of betting a hundred dollars, trying to win fourteen straight bets for a million. For a million, that'd be a million. Okay, wait. What was your bet? So the bet I said on the show was that Nashville would either draw or win, okay. and if I would have taken that, I would have won. <laughs> but I couldn't bet against the boys, and I bet both teams to score. So you're back to zero dollars. So I'm back to zero dollars. <laughs> so, so you're now, putting another hundred. I'm broke. 
So I'm going to bet the balance, which is like $36. And we're going to make $36, win 15 bets, and then we'll be millionaires. Okay, so what is your lock of a lock? I am going to go with the two and a half. I think uh, I think we're going to get some goals, and uh, I think with Kamara, with Shakiri. I don't think I I thought in the second half I saw a lot of potential in that team and we had opportunities to score. And I know this happens all the time where we have bad finishing, but I think we could get at least one or two in there today in that game. So I'm gonna say the lock is a negative two and a half at minus one twenty. I like am I no, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> we are struggling <laughs> offensively. I'm not a big fan of that. I I don't want to go against the boys, but I feel like I have to. I think no, 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 no. I'll go with the tie. I feel confident in the tie. I it really might be a zero, zero, lo- a zero, zero game, but I do not feel confident with the over two and a half. I think there's too many. If, if, if Santi's back, I will then go with maybe over two and a half. If Santi's not back yet, then I'm not going over two and a half. I think we're just a little disheveled. People, we have new, uh, players that are still getting accustomed to the team. I, I just don't think, uh, it's going to go over to an hour. I don't know, man. You didn't see that second half. I just felt like I saw Cushing's game plan. I saw some of the stuff he was trying to execute, and I said, hell is crisp. If, if we had I mean, I a, hope. I want, that, a 10. I want that team back. I want this crisp team back, but we'll see what happens. Um, so what's your final score? Final score, I don't want to bet against the boys again. So I'm going to say 2-1 NYCFC. Okay, I'm going 1-1, just because I want to see a go on our side. <laughs> Let's hope that's the case. 1-1, lock it in. Let's go. Guys, if you like the channel, please like, comment, subscribe. Um, Any final words, Danny? Relegation's done for MLS. <laughs> All right. I'm tired of the comments. If it's any- fine. If anybody's going to the gala... uh. Tomorrow, let us know. We're gonna we're gonna be at the gala. Well, now this, this <laughs> we've might- probably already been to the gala before after this <laughs> show comes out. Very true. But if if you see us there, just say hi to us. And if you're hearing this after, uh, thanks for listening. Anyways. And Roberto, thank you so much again. Thank really you, Roberto. It. Peace. Take care. Peace. Okay.